0: A few years ago, you probably would have found me at the bar all night long ripping shots with my friends, and then I would go home and probably cry until 3am. Today, I practice yoga and I meditate every morning, and this change has really saved my life. Every word I share on this show comes from those days and those nights where I couldn't see five minutes in front of me. Everything was about how much I could do, how much I could accumulate, how good I could look. The Bright Side of the Moon is a show made to help you accept the dark with the light, the intense with the relatively easy, all while still feeling connected to your soul and living from this place. You no longer need to fear the dark, because without it, you'll never be able to fully experience the light that lies within. I'm living proof of this. This show is a place for me to share about the things I've learned and the coping skills that have saved my life. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll definitely swear but most of all, we'll connect with the light within. I'm Paige Pichlar, and this is the Bright Side of the Moon. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to Bright Side of the Moon. This is Paige. I'm so glad to be back with you. And I wanted to sit down and talk about what's going on right now and Just because it's been affecting me in a lot of really interesting ways. And I don't want to feed more into it. I don't want to make it worse. Nothing. I just want to bring it all back to the message of compassion. And I think that, you know, we're kind of missing that. And this isn't a way to shame you into having compassion or myself or anyone else for that matter. But I just really, really wanted to talk about the division that I see happening And it was happening before this, but it's getting worse. And maybe this is our chance to come back together. You know what I mean? Maybe this is our wake-up call. And so what's happening right now with the virus is something that makes sense. Not makes sense in like the way that it's so scary and things, but it makes sense astrologically. So we are moving into a new paradigm This only happens every 2,000 years. We are moving out of the Piscean Age, which lasted for 2,000 years. And the Piscean Age was much more about awakening in a cave, like alone, being your own guru, worshiping the master, and not really having your own voice. And so as we shifted to the Aquarian Age, which When you take a big shift like this from 2,000 years, it's building up for like 30, 50, whatever years. And even if you look at human history over the last 100 years or so, look at how much has changed. Look at how fast we've grown. It's because we're moving into this new era. And so it officially switched in like 2011, 2012. But 2020 was the first year that we were going to start feeling it and the changes and the shifts. And... 2020, there is a really interesting conjunction in the sky. And if you're into astrology or into these things, you know, because the moon, these planets, they affect the tides, they move big parts in our solar system on our planet. They do the same thing to us and our society and our systems. And Pluto is conjunct with Saturn and Saturn is the planet of life lessons. And Pluto is the planet of transformation. And they meet in Capricorn which is the constellation that rules authority, money, and systems that our governments have, things like that. And a lot of people were speculating what this was going to mean, what this was going to do. And, you know, maybe it is the virus. And to me, it's a shaking down of the systems that can't come with us into this new era, this new age. And people have said, this is the reason why we incarnated this time, was this transition. And what got us here isn't going to get us there. And to me, this is the awakening of the feminine. And remember, masculine, feminine, not gendered in any way. They're within us, both sides. And we're moving out of an age that was overly masculine. Again, not men, not women masculine in the way of constantly having to do being really intense about pushing forward no time for rest no time for intuition and not as much emphasis on emotions and how that felt and because a lot of people we were in survival mode you don't have time to really dive into your feelings when you're trying to survive and over the last 10 years even in my lifetime i'm 25 like 10 years ago think about how different it was my friends and I use to slut and whore in every other sentence and other awful things that aren't okay to say, which thank God. And I had an addiction to just exercising and doing and constantly checking off all these boxes and pushing forward and never allowing myself to feel because that's what I was brought up to do. That's how I was raised. That's the society that I came into And I mean, that got ripped away from me pretty fast when I got deathly sick, like so sick. I had to move home. I couldn't walk like because the universe was realigning me, you know, source energy, whatever works for you. And that's what's happening right now. We are shifting in. The feminine is waking up. I mean, the Me Too movement, for instance, working from home, more flexible schedules, that's all feminine energy. Feminine energy is interested in emotions, fluidity, doing things for no other reason besides they make you happy. And this resurgence is a huge deal. It is gorgeous. It can heal so much. And to me, what looks like is going on is we're trying to use shame to make this change happen. And instead of seeing this as a way to heal and to send love, we're trying to shame people who we saw as oppressors or bad people, whatever, we're trying to label them instead of having love and compassion, which is the highest vibration of this feminine. You know, the lower vibration of this awakening can be anger, resentment, trying to rectify and get revenge. And don't get me wrong, everybody should be angry to whatever they feel has happened to them. I mean, I did. I had to go through a phase where I was so angry and so resentful. And I had to work that out of my system. And I still am working that out of my system. But I also have compassion for everyone on this planet because I know how difficult it can be. And I know that everybody is fighting their own battle. And just like any transition in life, it's uncomfortable. This isn't going to be easy. But remembering that this is for our highest good, nothing happens to us for not our highest good. And I'm just watching this happen, and people are so divided and so angry, and it's scary. I'm scared, but I also remember the power of the human spirit—not the human spirit, the source spirit rather—but the power of love, and not romantic love, like I was saying "I love you" to everybody, but The power of trusting in a source that is greater than you. It is so much greater than what's going on. And not only that, but this isn't a chance to rip apart other people and to point the finger and to say that they're being bad and prove an agenda in any way, shape or form. It's really disheartening to me. That's the saddest part is that we're so ready to hate and to shame and be like, well, you bought all the toilet paper and it's this person's fault and they're not doing enough. It's really, really hard to watch because I know that what's happening is ultimately for the highest good. It is helping us slow down, reevaluate different systems that aren't working, rethink the way that we're living on this planet. Because again, we are shifting monumentally. Big things are happening. This is no one's fault. This is happening for us. And it's your ability to agree with that to have compassion for that and with all the emotions that come with it and have compassion for everybody else and to remember that we're all in this together every single thing on this planet is connected so if you are shaming someone else you're calling them names you're saying it's their fault you are doing the same to you and you are creating more of that energy more of that divisiveness that won't bring us back together and If you know me, I worked on Capitol Hill for a while when I was younger, when I thought that that was my path. It is not. (laughs) Politics is not my thing, but you know, I'm informed and it's so interesting how my ideology has changed, but not completely, but just I have a different perspective on it now and I don't really affiliate either direction, but I'll tell you this. I was on the Hill the day that Steve Scalise came back. Steve Scalise was... The congressman who was shot during a congressional baseball practice, they were going to have a charity baseball game, and a supporter of the other side shot him and almost killed him. And so in the face of the most you know, drastic of divisions and separations... I was lucky enough to be on the floor the day that he came back to the Hill. And they ran us down there. We get to the gallery in the House of Representatives and he walks in and I'm telling you, there was not a dry eye in the room. Every person on every side was so happy and so overjoyed and it changed my life. And I'm a firm believer that I was there that day for a reason, that I think that that was one of my main reasons I was there was to see the unity that was and still is possible and that it can come forward, like we can do this. We don't have to hate each other. And this isn't just politically, but pointing the finger, Like these transitions are really intense. And by pointing the finger and saying that it's somebody else's fault, not choosing love, choosing fear first, this is how we create more chaos, more disorder. Instead of trusting the natural ebb and flow of life and trusting that everything is for our highest good. We do not need to choose fear. We do not need to choose scarcity. Staying true to these principles will change the world. And watching that on the Hill, you know, again, to me, was so, so impactful. And the markets got better that week. We got more done. People got along better. Like, we remember that we are all on the same team. We are all on the same team. And this isn't a talking point to use to be like, yeah, we're all on the same team. Vote this way. no, no. No, 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 like empower everybody else to make their own decisions, to trust what is best for them and know that that is the best for the collective. When people are tapping into their hearts rather than their heads, they will make the right decisions and having compassion for that process. I mean, I didn't start making decisions from my heart for 20 years, plus 20 years. And I can see these people who aren't because I've been there and I have compassion for that. And instead of saying, you know, you suck because you don't know X, Y, Z, I say, you know, I remind them of love. I remind them of the universal law of trusting and allowing and knowing that this is the feminine waking back up. There's going to be some discomfort. And the urge to use shame, the knee-jerk reaction to use shame towards people is an old paradigm way of thinking, is an overly masculine way of thinking. We are going to force them to think our way. Again, not political, just in general. And just remember, ugh, just keep saying this, like we are on the same team. We are on the same team. We are all going the same direction. You cannot hurl an insult or a shameful epithet and not have it come back at you. And another thing to kind of think about is this is shaking up our systems. doesn't mean that they're bad. doesn't mean we need to go pointing the finger, but what can we do based on love from now on? What can we create that is of the highest good? And, you know, elevate the globe. I love them. They were talking about this and how maybe we need to reevaluate grocery stores. (laughs) You know, something as simple as that. Like if all the stores are out of food, I only have a few days of food in my house. That's an unsettling feeling. Maybe this is a way to move through that. Maybe, you know, people start growing more of their own food or have different options. Or the children who depend on two meals a day from their school system. You know, how can we make that better? How can we allow more remote working to take place so people can explore their passions? You know, these are all feminine things. These are all feminine things. Again, not gender, just more fluid. And this is a gift. This can be a gift. This doesn't have to be a random, horrible event because without that trust, that this is happening for us rather than to us, it can be a dark world. It can be a dark world. It can be a dark experience. And this doesn't have to be a dark experience because it is happening for us. It's not here to take things from us, to scare us. It's here to change things. It's here to make our lives better in the Aquarian age. And it's here to bring us back together. And to me, it just looks like no one is coming together. And it's breaking my heart. Like, really, I just... I don't want anybody to suffer. I don't want anybody to feel that it's their fault. I don't want anybody to feel like they should be ashamed of who they are and the way that they're handling things. We are all doing the best we can with what we know. Let me say that again. We are all doing the best we can with what we know. And when you shame someone else, you shame yourself. So maybe if you find yourself really angry and upset like I have, I had to go within and be like, okay, what is it within me that is so angry Why am I so irritated and so upset? And, you know, I don't have the full answer to that yet, but I think a lot of times, you know, when you're having anger about something or something is triggering you, it points you to where you can heal. And, you know, maybe there's a part of me that needs to use my voice more and allow myself to step into who I am and say, hey, I find this to be really unsettling that we are making this a partisan issue. It's very unsettling to me, truly. Like, it really, really hurts my soul a little bit. (laughs) And maybe that's what I needed to say. You know, maybe that's why I'm so angry and so triggered because I want to help. I want to soothe. I want to, you know, have compassion for everybody who's scared because I can feel the energy. It's a lot. It's a lot. And what's been helping me is breathing, of course, the physical things. But also, every single time I have a fear-based thought, I say, you know, I choose love. I choose love. I choose love. I choose to have compassion. And don't get me wrong. I've definitely moved through my own fair share of anger and things like that. And also allowing yourself the time to process, you know, and notice, okay, why am I looking to blame? Why am I looking to shame? Is that what I feel is being done to me? Do I feel shamed in some aspect of my life? How can I have compassion for myself? How can I heal that? Because when you heal yourself, you heal a lot more than just you. When you heal one iota of that old paradigm thinking within you, you can move forward and change the world. And we underestimate how much power one awakened person has. Wayne Dyer, in one of his books, talks about how you know one person who's awake and thinking more high-vibration thoughts, I don't want to say positive, but high-vibration thoughts, trusting, using love rather than hate or shame, that can negate the negative thinking or unawakeness, I guess you could call it, of 90,000 people. One awakened person can offset 90,000 people. And again, this is not to a political end. This is not towards either side. This is just towards the greatest good of all. Because when you feel good, you can help other people feel good just by being you. That doesn't mean you have to go Feed 50,000 orphans, which if you do, that's amazing. But just being you and just being in your high vibrational state, saying thank you and trusting the seasons. This is a season. We have to trust this. And obviously taking the precautions, washing your hands, staying grounded, eating fresh food, but just start to reevaluate what's working and what's not on a bigger scale, on a macro scale. How is this here to help us? And that is the highest vibrational way that you can look at it. And also having compassion for the people who are reacting out of fear. Because, I mean, I've reacted out of fear in my life. I'm not going to pretend I've never reacted out of fear. I understand and I have compassion for that. And I know that by being grounded in my peaceful, heart-centered self, that I can help that. I can help negate that. I can help transition us through this time. And so can you. Come back down. Get grounded. Put your palms on the earth, on the ground. Breathe. Close your eyes. Come back to your senses, your all five senses. Trust that whatever you need will come to you in this time because it will. Zoom out, zoom out. The last time that this particular astrological landscape was in the sky was 2008 when the housing bubble collapsed. That was terrifying. That was scary. That was hard. But look at it now you know, we moved through that and we created a new system for our real estate. And it ultimately was for the highest good. It made us realign and reevaluate the structure that was in place. And I'm not saying these things aren't painful and scary and they are, and they deserve that time to be grieved or whatever we need to do. But having that greater awareness that we can ground back into ourselves, choose love, know that it's happening for us, And it's going to make the world a better place in the Aquarian age. This is a time of love. This is a time of peace and joy. You know, to get there, we're going to have to shake some things up. We are. And by clinging to the old paradigm, which is shame, hate, fear, trying to do, 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 that is going to really create some friction in your life. And only when you choose, you know, I'm going to choose the flow. I'm going to, you know, this is here. I'm going to work with it. And I'm going to say thank you for the lesson it's bringing. I'm going to take my precautions and I'm going to send love to everybody who needs it. That is the new paradigm way of thinking about this. It's here to help us. And it's here to bring us back together. So if you feel divided, you feel other people are divided, just send it love and know that we are all one. And the people who trigger you the most are the ones who can help you heal the most. As annoying as that is. (laughs) I fucking hate that shit, but it's true. It's like the people who... Drive you the craziest, have the most to teach you and to help you heal. And I am sending so much love because I know that this is a hard time, but just remember it is all divinely orchestrated. We don't need to blame. We don't need to point fingers. We just need to trust and to love and do the best we can. And, you know, rest, rest, allow what needs to come through. This is the feminine. She is coming through. She is here to show us. And don't confuse femininity with weakness because it's very, very, very strong. You know, it may be softer and more open, but it is intense, but it's intensely loving. So with that, I will leave you for this week. Please let me know what you think. You can send me a DM, whatever you would like. As always, please rate, subscribe, and review. I would love to hear what you think. And if you would share this with anybody, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for being you. I will see you next time. Thanks so much.